O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 4 and 8. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast set me at liberty when I was in trouble. Have mercy upon me, and hearken unto my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye blaspheme mine honor, and have such pleasure in vanity, and seek after falsehoods? Know this also, that the Lord hath chosen to himself the man that is godly. When I call upon the Lord, he will hear me. Stand in awe, and sin not. Consume with your own heart, and in your chamber, and be still. Offer the sacrifice of righteousness, and put your trust in the Lord. There may be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart, yea, more than when the corn, the wine, and the oil increase. I will lay me down in peace and take my rest, for it is thou, Lord, only that makest me dwell in safety. Psalm 8 O Lord, our Governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world! Thou hast set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of very babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, even the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him lower than the angels, to crown him with glory and worship. 
Thou makest him to have dominions of the works of thy hands, and thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, even and the beast of the field, the fowls of the air and the fishes of the sea, and whatsoever walketh through the paths of the seas. O Lord our Governor, how excellent is thy name in all the world. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the tenth verse of the first chapter of the book of Isaiah. Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me, says the Lord? I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or of lambs or goats. When you come to appear before me, who has required this from your hand to trample my courts? Bring no more futile sacrifices. Incense is an abomination to me. The new moons, the Sabbaths, and the calling of assemblies, I cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feasts my soul hates. They are a trouble to me. I am weary of bearing them. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil, learn to do good. Seek justice, rebuke the oppressor, defend the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth chapter of the book of Revelation. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, 
the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and riches and wisdom, and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen, and the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, 
that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost now and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening to all. Begin our meditation with the um, twin image, uh, really the dual image that Psalm 4 and 8 give us tonight, um, the first of which being um, a profoundly um, personal image and the second one being a cosmic um, and global image. Um, and looking at these in contrast, how they draw out something in each other and, and create a creative contrast with each other. Um, in, the, in the language of Psalm 4, we see the exhortation to commune with your own heart and be still um, and to put your trust in the Lord. Um, this being the center of that psalm and being a way of, of highlighting what is the nucleus of our life of prayer. Um, we can sometimes think that our life of prayer is the sum total of all the, the formal, the formalities of our praying life. Did we hit our confession, our adoration, our intercession, our, you know, thanksgiving? Um, and if we did, then we, we have a full life of prayer. But it's possible for us to, um, to have a robust uh, a utilization of all the forms and, and techniques of prayer and to miss that central encounter with God in, at, the, um, at the place of the heart. Um, where God, um, it, where, where God makes Himself present to us, where He bestows life upon us, um, and where He expects us to offer um, offer ourselves, our lives, and all that is ours to Him from that place first, before all else. Um, and then on the other hand, we have uh, contrasted with this personal vision. We have this global vision in Psalm eight about the the governance of God and how He extends that governance through. Um, perhaps the unlikeliest of creatures, which is man. Um, we take for granted that humans are smart and wise and, and can, you know, can do the things they want to do. Um, but we, we, you know, in some, in some really, in some really obvious ways, human beings are pathetically weak and limited. Um, you know, we have this, we have this faculty within us that makes us like God in a way. Um, but then um, in, insofar as we interact with the rest of creation, um, we are, you know, nowhere near as strong as many of the animals. We're not, we don't live as long as many animals. We don't, um, you know, we, we're not as resourceful as many animals. Um, and then you take all the supernatural creatures out there like angels and archangels. And um, one is led to wonder, you know, why um, God extends and makes his likeness bearers to be this particular creature. And yet this psalm, you know, praises the wonder and mystery of God's providence in doing so. Um, and how he extends his authority and, and, and orders creation through this creature called man, which is to um, act as a, as, a, as a sort of vicarious presence of him in the world, and then to be a vicarious representative of that world to him. Um, and so taking these two together, it helps us to unpack what's going on in our two readings tonight. Uh, the first of which being a reading, a continuation of our readings from Isaiah, which will continue uh, through Advent. 
um, and picking up, we'll, we'll remember if you missed morning prayer this morning, um, that it, when the Lord addresses Sodom and Gomorrah here in, in verse 10, he's not speaking to the literal cities of Sodom and Gomorrah because those were, you know, um, they were destroyed um, centuries earlier um, after, at the time of Abram. Uh, and in this case, we're, we're talking about Jerusalem as though it were Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and this is a troubling association for the temple city to have, the, uh, you know, being being identified with these these ancient cities who uh, under which uh, uh, which underwent judgment from God. Um, but the problem is, is 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 that they have in performing their ritual obedience to God, they have used these um, ceremonies and rituals as a way of keeping God at a distance and keeping him at arm's length. Um, and. And in thinking that by fastidiously observing these things, they can, you know, God is placated and then they can kind of get along with the rest of life. And they make a, a just a, a quintessential human mistake, which is to think that religion is just one compartment of our life that once we've taken care of, we can get back to living. Um, and it's instead uh, the whole life of a religious creature called, called humans. Um, as we see in Psalm 8, that God extends his, you know, his his likeness and his authority through this creature. And that means that the whole existence of the human being is um, ordered in a way towards the end of being this presence in the world. And so it's plainly not possible for us to um, to segment our life in such a way that we observe, you know, our spirituality in one facet and then we have all the other facets of life and that these are compartmentalizable. And so not seeing it that way, um, you know, when we when we when we make that error, we, we fall into this um, kind of division of the heart. If for no other reason than we've compartmentalized the heart, we've siphoned off a part that's God's and then we've retained the rest as our own. And this always goes badly and usually results in us turning whatever is not ordered toward God into a kind of personal hell first. And then that gets extended out through our works, our actions, our thoughts and our ambitions making a hell of the world around us as well. So, you know, the remedy to this is that we are returned um, and that there's a decompartmentalization of our heart um, so that the that our worship is not just something, one of the subsets of things we do, but rather it's, a, it's reintegrated into the rest of who we are and everything we do is ordered in this way and is patterned by those ceremonial forms of worship. But those forms that we are given um, are are meant to pattern us um, throughout the rest of our lives. And so as Christians, you know, we think about like the Eucharist on Sunday. It is not just, you know, the first and most important thing we do. And then we get get back to the rest of life. The Eucharist is actually a pattern, a form and a gift of objective grace to transform all of life, to conform to that basic pattern of offering all things to God, receiving all things with his blessing and then and then giving thanks and and worshiping God in the middle of that blessing. And so as we look towards the vision of Revelation, this is put on full display and we get the kind of ultimate horizon for all of this. We see at the center of all things, the throne of God, the ancient one, the almighty, the, the, the ancient of days from the vision of Daniel. Um, and he bears a scroll in his hand and there's a liturgy that happens in heaven here of revealing this scroll, this covenant document um, that is uh, the, the, the document of the new covenant, um, which is about to be proclaimed from heaven throughout all creation. 
um, and there's a drama in heaven that really isn't, you know, a re like a drama in the sense of like we don't know the outcome of it, it, that the angel pronounces who is worthy to open this. And everyone says no one is worthy except the lamb, you know, and then the lamb makes his appearance um, and the lamb is found worthy and sits where God where God alone sits, marking this lamb as a divine being who bears the marks of having been sacrificed like a Passover lamb and yet is alive. It is a living sacrifice. And then through the spirit bestows all of, bestows this covenant, is about to bestow this covenant to the eldership, which is this ministry of elders. The, the word we have here is presbyteros or the word we later get for priests. Um, the priests of heaven sort of then um, mediate this to the rest of the un innumerable host of heaven who all receive this you know, covenant from the Lamb, and then they proclaim the glory of God through this new song that they sing together. And they proclaim that they have been made priests and kings again over all the earth. But we'll recall that the authority that God gives to the human creature is an authority with a given end. And that end is to call all the creation to worship God. Um, and so we sometimes think of, you know, humans having dominion over the earth as being a kind of tyrannical power we have over all things to, to subject it to our will. But really, our, our only authority in the world is to benevolently direct all things to, to see God and to worship God. Um, and our lives are given to us so that we might draw all that is around us and given to us. Um, to that end, and to the end of being um, a, a of, of being turned toward God in worship, and when we see that happen in heaven, um, we see the the reunification of all of the creation through this one through this through this action of God through His people out to the whole creation. They're all turned back again, and the and the universe is 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 operating in harmony finally. And so that's a vision of of how things are when they're when they're going correctly, and that's what we're all being drawn into. The more we return to our prayer, the more we open the heart honestly to God, we are taking our place in that heavenly liturgy where all things are being directed to worship, and thus being made ready to receive God's blessing. That's a few thoughts for us tonight, and we'll conclude tonight with our intercession on page five ninety. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen.
Thank you all so much for being here. It's good to be with you. Thanks to Barbara and Rochelle, my co-leaders tonight. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Father Aiden. Yeah, thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Good evening.